And we are live. JT here, and welcome to The Huddle. The Huddle is where I sit down with successful people from the world of sport and coaching. It's to learn more about their journey to greatness. Why do I have these conversations? Because success always leaves clues. I want to take a moment to thank you, whether you are watching on YouTube or on Facebook, or whether you are listening to the audio on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me and my special guest today. And here's my friendly reminder to you. The mind is like a parachute. It works best when it's wide open. So my challenge to you is to go all in on this conversation, to remove any distractions and get laser focused on the here and the now. And I guarantee you, you will gain a valuable nugget of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. I've been looking forward to my conversation with my special guest today. Um, you know, we were just reminiscing before we hit uh, record that uh, we've had a lot of great conversations over the last couple of years. And even prior to hitting record, you know, we're just chit-chatting for like 50 minutes. All of a sudden, you just lose track of time. So, so it's a great reminder that, you know, you can learn a lot from other people in just their journey. Um, my guest in the huddle today is a is the co-founder of uh, Ottawa Women's Football. My guest in the huddle today is Coach Steph Finn. How are you today, Coach? Very good. That's an amazing intro. Absolutely love it. Oh, mm -hmm. I, it's, it's fantastic. I'm doing really well today. Thanks. I really um, appreciate the invite to be here today to to speak to um, anything, anything that, that, where this conversation takes us. So I'm mm -hmm. excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? That's always a great sign, right? When you when you're enthused <laughs> to be somewhere, it's usually somewhere you you belong, right? Um Absolutely. Now before we get kicked off, uh Steph, um pun intended, uh, one thing I always <laughs> like to do is to count my blessings. And for me, this is a daily practice. Some days I do it better than others. But I do find the days where I'm most consistent and most intentional counting my blessings. I do find those days are filled with a little more love, a little more joy, a little more peace. And I'm a big believer, biggest blessing you can give anyone is your time and energy. So I just want to thank you again for, for blessing us with some of your time and energy here today. I appreciate that. And um, that's a takeaway for me. It's not something that uh, I consciously do enough of in general, whether it's interacting with others or even even to myself. So um appreciate that. And it goes both ways. Okay. I, I'm just going to take a moment because again, you know, I know as us as, as high quality leaders, sometimes uh, <laughs> we like to give and, and sometimes we forget to receive. So I'll just take a moment just to receive that. And that's part of my practice. So thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so one of the things I like to do in the huddle is to remind others and most importantly myself that life is a game and games are supposed to be fun. Uh, I had a coaching colleague and a great friend that would always remind me that life, uh, sort of this idea of we all have these things that are unique and different about us. So you might as well celebrate them. So I'm curious. What's an interesting fact that maybe a lot of people don't know about you 
that you'd be open to sharing with our community today? Oh, that's interesting. Um, unique. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I would probably think that probably not many people know that I, I definitely come from a music background for, I think that was my first iteration of education as I went to music industry arts at Fanshawe College. And so a lot of my life was actually playing the bass guitar in a band. So that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, that was a, a passion of love. Um, I put forth so much time and energy into that. I think it was, it was about 13 years I played in a band. And um, then the body said no more. <laughs> uh, or maybe football said no more because I had enough broken fingers that playing the bass guitar became quite difficult. Um, but yeah, I, I would think that, I guess that's kind of interesting um, mm. and unique and definitely different than what you would most I mean, people that play sports, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it, it's interesting. So it sounds like you sort of have this, these creative gifts, right? That allow you to express yourself in different ways. Uh, well, I, I mean, <laughs> creative, uh, I, I certainly would say mostly that would be my strengths is, is uh, applying creativity certainly to the business as well. Um, the content creator for most of anything that you see on social. Um, but yeah, that, that is, it's it, now then it's execution. So the other co-founder helps me execute my, all my, my great ideas. <laughs> so true, true story. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's interesting. And I appreciate you sharing that. And it's just, again, a reminder that any great leader is surrounded with a strong and powerful team that complements their gifts, their talents and abilities. A hundred percent. I would not be um, at my success rate. Like I wouldn't be where I am without, without the support for sure. I mean, I think, I think that's, that comes back to even sports, right? Like what a team looks like and, and uh, everybody's part in, in, in making um, the outcome to be great, whether it is win or lose, right? Just um, absolutely. Yeah. Not, not, uh, not alone in, in my pursuit of greatness. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you know, sport has obviously played an important role for you in your life, right? Um, you know, you first were a high quality athlete, and then you have transitioned into becoming a high quality coach, right? Coaching both, you know, at the local level, at the provincial level, and, and at the national level. So it's really evident that, again, sport has helped shape you into the strong and powerful leader you are today. Um, besides teamwork, which you mentioned, um, what is a life lesson that you've taken from sport? And again, you know, we know there's many, but what is that life lesson you've taken from sport that you still find yourself applying to your life today? Um, that's a really good question. I think I, I know for myself, um, I, I think it's invaluable. Sports are invaluable when it comes to translating to off the field, when it, um, working with a team, um, you know, putting forth your listening skills in order to to learn to grow um, yourself, um, having having the ability for the discipline that in order to have great outcome, there is work that needs to be put into it to have that 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 successful um, outcome. I I man, as an individual, I just think also just the social aspect. I mean, the lifelong friends that you make from sport, um, what that means in life, because. I think we're here for so many different reasons and, and whether or not you have the one purpose, but I think having a community around you that supports you um, means healthy, right? Healthy, ment mentally healthy. Um, so yeah, um, uh, hopefully that answers the question, at least for myself, but uh, 
having a community of friends when you get to a certain age to a sport. Um, there's that excitement. Friday night's coming. We're going to go play some football. I'm going to get my exercise on um, while having fun. Uh, it doesn't feel like a chore going to, you know, to a, to a gym. Um, and then after you get to hang out with your friends again. So not only is it like an hour on the field, but then an hour or whatever at, at uh, having a bite to eat after. So definitely the social aspect. And then the discipline when you're playing high level sports. Well, what does that mean in just off the field too, right? How do I apply myself to be great even in my job, my everyday job, if it's, mm. you know, um, the focus behind, um, yeah, accomplishing a task, right? How am I going to get there? Do I need to re-educate? Um, and when you're, when you're doing that with a team, it's even easier. So, mm. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And, and what you really did a great job there is sort of painted the picture on the power of sport. Right. And, and again, that was one thing that I, I think back to Nelson Mandela's quote now, so paraphrase that sport can transform lives. It can transform the world. Right. And, and it's interesting because I think sport is kind of one of those easy common connectors, like food, like breaking bread, like you mentioned, right after it, it's sport food, like they're an easy way to create a sense of community and a greater sense of belonging. So I really love that you referenced, you know, one of that being one of the powers of sport. Love also love that you highlight this idea of, you know, any high quality athlete and coach understands that, you know, you got to be disciplined, right? And that discipline allows you to be focused and that ability to be focused, especially in today's busy 24, you know, you know, 24, seven, always on culture. It's, it's the ability to get laser focus on the here and the now it's an important life skill. A hundred percent. And I, I kind of, uh... I use the term with, the, with some of the, the kids that I coach um, to be a selfless athlete, but also to be selfish. And when I use that term, it sounds, we use selfish as negative, but I mean it as, as when it is the time or the place to put forth effort that will help your growth and development, that it is okay to say, hey, um, right now I need to focus on whatever it is, lifting, running, my footwork. Um, but I love that we're chatting. Can we you know, take the time later to, 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 to make a, make a time and hang out, right. Where that selfishness is, is just about knowing the time and the place to, to, to put forth your effort. And so, and then the selfless part is, is, well, we could talk about that, about, about being on the field, right. And, and knowing that you're not alone on the field when you're, when you're working with a team that, mm -hmm. um, to, to think of your teammates, to think of, uh, what's, what's best for everyone, um, not just yourself, uh, when you're making decisions. So, it's, it's an interesting conversation to have with a U16 or a U18 because they yeah. kind of look at me like, what do you mean selfish? And I was like, well, think of it not in the negative sense, right? That it is okay sometimes to say, um, let me get back to you and, and take a moment to think about what this means to you to say yes or to say no or to commit or to lose some of your time in those moments when you're, when you're trying to focus on yourself. Um, and there's nothing negative about that. So um, working on how that can translate to a U16 kid a little bit better in the language, but it's, um, it's, it, it, it anyways, uh, yeah, hopefully that made sense. I just, I think that it's important that we, we teach that a little bit too at the high performance level. Yeah. Um, well, and it's interesting. You bring up an interesting idea, right? Even us scheduling, you know, this conversation today required us to be selfish with our time and actually block it out into our schedule. Like there could be a yep. hundred things that each of us could be doing. And, you know, I even think of taking another level, like this idea of turning off my phone, putting the do not disturb on so that, you know, I can go all in on our conversation and really learn more about your journey to greatness, right? That that's being selfish, but 
by us having this conversation actually allows us to actually impact more people because they can choose to listen to our conversation and get from it what they feel they need to get. Yeah, I love it. I, I think, you know, and, and it is, we're not, we're not, you know, stepping on people as we, we, we use this term or use this approach, right? That's mm -hmm. not what I'm saying, you know, but uh, no, 100%. And it is, it's, car it's see, even off the field, right? We're carving out time for ourselves. And, and what does that mean? And we're not stepping on anybody doing it. It's just, um, we have to um, take ownership sometimes of, of, of the time and what, what it makes be purposeful with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm curious, you know, I was mentioning, you know, at the start of our conversation today, again, how you've had these opportunities uh, to coach not only at the local level, at the provincial level, the national level, um, but everything was sort of this catalyst when when you felt inspired to, to co-create this um, Ottawa women's football. So would love to know what the inspiration behind that and and why you just felt called to, you know, do this. I I appreciate you asking the question. Um, Ottawa women's football uh, has so much to do with creating a space for the sport um, where um, there's an opportunity to create a culture that's very specific that I envisioned to be a, a safe space for people to come and, and learn um, a new sport. At the time here in Ottawa, there really wasn't, there, were, there, there wasn't any other flag football organizations specifically, excuse me, specifically for women. Um, I, I think when we, when we talk about women playing sports, there's so many, and this, I mean, this applies to so many people in life that there are things that happen that pull us away from focusing on ourselves and where we have to be selfless in our approach to whether it's, you know, having a child and, and, and needing time away from the football field or from sport. So Ottawa's football has so much, so much to do with having a space, a safe space for women to come back to when they're on a different journey and, and knowing that they can, they can take a year, nine months, whatever it is, and, and have a place that they can come back to, to, to get back into playing sport and that they're welcome. So a lot of, a lot of that had to do with creating Ottawa's football based around, even for myself and my struggle to find a place to, to, to feel great in and to continue to stay active. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, motivation, a lot to do with uh, carving out a space with a great culture uh, for people to come back to um, and to stay um, and then leave and then come back. And then, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, hopefully that makes sense. I, I think Ottawa's football is just so, it, it's, it, it's just, it's exploded in so many ways when it comes to the culture where, you know, I have parents coming up to me um, saying, I, I, my daughter is a completely different person. And uh, could you please put on another program? Because when she is not playing sport, it is not the same person. And mm -hmm. uh, the confidence has changed with these athletes or with these, just these kids, even just kids and not competitive recreational. And I, and we talked about power with sport, mm -hmm. right? And, and that's what this is. And I think it's so important that the environment allows for that to happen. And so we say safe space. Well, that means open, com open communication you know, all those things that, that make it easier for, for kids to feel like they're welcome and, and women to feel mm. that this is the place to be like-minded people playing and having fun. Mm. I love that. And just in you sharing, I feel like we could probably tease out like seven different nuggets of there that could probably turn into a whole separate conversation, a whole nother podcast. So maybe this is just <laughs> reminding me that this is probably the first of many great conversations. But it's interesting. You said this idea around creating a space 
for people to come back, right? And you wanted to create this safe space, right? And and really this idea of like safe space is really just create a space where people feel a sense of belonging, that 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 like they feel a part of something greater. And I what I really love is like many high quality leaders, you created something that actually you wanted yourself. So very often yeah. we are best positioned to help and serve the person we once were. You wanted this space for yourself. So you're creating it for people. Maybe they're a little bit behind you on the journey, right? Like they're a little bit. And so I love that. And I love how you said it was really around this idea of just giving people an opportunity, a space to just be a little selfish, right? To where they can invest time and energy into their health and wellness so they can feel great. So then they can go about their life and, and, and really feel amazing. Yeah. I mean, I like, and you're right. Uh, I mean, I created it not, I would think that my desires are probably, they could translate to others too, that a lot mm. of it was motivation behind creating a space that I wanted to be a part of. And, mm. and now it's become um, not just my vision, right? There are so many people involved in what Ottawa women's football looks like. And it, it's, um, whether they're the volunteer or they're the coach, um, the coordinator that's helping us, you know, maneuver all the volunteers, these people now are contributing to what this environment looks like. And I found people that were like-minded and that saw the vision, saw that this is just more than just playing sport. And whether or not that sounds really, um, I don't know, I, I say cheesy, but it is the truth of it, right? And um we are stronger in numbers and we are stronger in, in this, the mentality of um, healthy living, healthy wellness, like all, all these things that just make um, this environment so, so great. And uh, there's just always, there's always room for improvement. And I'm, I think that's the best part about autonomous football, that there's not just one voice at this point anymore. It's not just the co one of me and, and the other co-founder it's, it's multiple voices that are contributing. And I, I always say like, Friday nights is exciting because people, you can just see when they walk through the, the, the onto the field, you can see the faces are, they're excited for the competition. They're excited to see their teammates. Like, mm. I don't know. That's, that's, that's success. If, if it stays small, that's okay with me too. It don't, yeah. doesn't matter. That's success. <laughs> I'm curious. And, and hearing you share, it's a great reminder that sport, you know, in, in this case, you know, football is simply a vehicle to teach and reinforce greater life lessons. Right. Um, as you've ventured this journey, as you look back, you know, as those thought seeds were planted in 2017, right. And, and started to, you know, and now this physical manifestation is here. What has probably been an aha or takeaway that really resonates with you in, in terms of just seeing going, Oh, like that was, that was one where it's like, this is why we needed to create this space. Oh, uh, hmm. that's a tough one. Cause I, I think there's, I even look at the small things as, as being mm -hmm. that right. Um, anything sort of really profound. Um, I, I really, I, I step back to that, that the, the mention of that one athlete's parent that came up to me and said, you know, this kid, my kid is different and, mm -hmm. and I'm noticing it. Right. And so even just for, for the youth, um, coming into Ottawa's football now becoming, little women's Ottoman, Ottawa women's football where they're coming into the Hawks program where we have a competitive um, um, competitive program under Ottawa's football as well as the NFL flag program for recreation and these kids are they're changing and and I and I know I don't mean to bring up COVID but it's affected so many people and but our youth especially and 
um, a year of playing football with us has changed so many of them. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it is under autonomous football or just playing sport in general, I think it's in general that sport is what this what has changed some of these kids. So that that was that's a huge eye opener. Mm-hmm. Why also I get up every day and continue to keep grinding because it isn't it isn't an easy. Um, I mean, you no, know, I probably speaking to so many people who run businesses, it is a lot of work um, and it is a passion. It was mm-hmm. a passion project um, from the start. And, and it's a reminder though, when you have those, that feedback from those parents, um, even the mothers, right. That have, you know, I've had uh, my own team within my own, within the league, it's developed into two teams, the in-laws and the outlaws. And it, it, it grew, but during the, the several years that we've been playing together, so many of them have had children and have gone and come back and um when you see them come back and they bring the kid on the sideline and you can see all the teammates taking care and helping out take care Mm -hmm. of the kid while the mother's out on the field those are like that's the reward that is like for me those aha moments like we're just going to keep doing this you know the sweat and tears that go behind running a business we're going to keep doing it for things like this right for um, hopefully that answered your question. It's it, there's just yeah so many little things too that uh, that are aha, aha moments. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's interesting, right? And really, two things sort of jumped out as you were sharing. It's that idea of community, which you said was you know a big part of the inspiration behind creating it, right? It, it really does, you know, as cliches, it it takes a village, right, to raise. And yes. per- perfect example on the sideline, mom brings child there. It's like it requires a full <laughs> collective effort to, you know, just just make sure that kids are entertained and, you know, kids are, you know, are, are having a good experience and, you know, not getting sort of run over on the field. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then I also love that you talk about this idea of really, and, and what resonated with me is that idea of having them come out. Cause that takes courageous action, right? Especially in today's world where, you know, it'd be much easier to sit on the proverbial sidelines to actually yep. put yourself into uncomfortable spaces, maybe spaces you haven't been in, but understanding that taking that risk, taking the courageous action to step onto the proverbial field actually allows people to feel a little more calm and confident. And when people feel calm and confident in new spaces, I find like that's probably one of the biggest ways to where to help people create like, hey, I deserve to be here. And when you, when, when that light bulb happens, I know, again, you work with a lot of um, high quality athletes and coaches, something magical happens, right? When people like, you know what, I I do belong in this space. Oh, I, I can speak to even just, um, so for our programs, just trying to recruit for coaching, right? And I am never not, I'm never surprised with the fact that certainly on the, on the female side, that there's such hesitation, um, a lack of confidence in believing that they're capable, which, which I, I, you know, I'm not surprised because it it is something that I struggled with. I struggle with, I struggle all the time with the staying confident in what I am doing. And a lot of the conversations that I'll have with a lot of the women in our league um, that, that show a little bit of interest, you can just see it. There's that, that uh, moment of where, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I will apply to be a coach, you know? And then it's now me going in or one the co-founder going in and saying, you, you need to, this is, this is your moment of, of realization that there's, I, I, it, you're playing the sport. 
you've been playing many different versions of football over the years, you know, reiterating that they have so much to offer. And so that in reflection to what you're referring to, right, that um, I'm meant to be participating, whether it's in the playing aspect or the coaching or the refereeing or whatever, contributing Mm -hmm. on a volunteer side, um, they, they, they've, the the environment I think has helped um, see the the level of confidence that one person can have in themselves in order to contribute back to all the years of playing where other people have been coaching you or roughing you. Wait a minute, maybe, maybe I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, see myself in, in those in that in that space doing those things, but uh, never surprised with the lack of of confidence um, that so many present when it comes to 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 the thinking that they can. Anyways, hopefully that made sense. I just we we we're in the process of hiring coaches right now for our mm-hmm. Hawks program, and um, you know so, so many women are so hesitant to to apply because they do not feel that they can contribute, and it it is. So um, our job, that's how I see it now, too, as part of what we're doing, our job to let them know that they 100% have the ability and the support from us, that we will guide you through that um, to get you to where you want to be. Yeah, no, and again, I can can appreciate that. And that's definitely something in this role I've come to appreciate that I acknowledge leaders such as yourself that are coming into male prevalent spaces and actually showing that, hey, we belong. We have, we, yeah, we have gifts, talents, and abilities that, that, you know, can really enhance the game. And just on a personal note, I love some of our conversations because they aren't always all sunshine and rainbows. Like you think you, we've had some uncomfortable conversations, but part of that is in a way to sort of challenge old ways of thinking. Right. And, and I, I, so I, I really want to take a moment to acknowledge you and why that resonates with me is this year, um, depending on when people are listening to it, we actually had uh, some women and girls apply to join our uh, men's tackle coaching staff. And the interesting part is that is a testament to leaders such as yourself for showing, you know, taking sort of the reins and being front and center. And that calm and confidence that you've demonstrated inspired her to, to want to be part of the men's talk program. So I think this just as I know. I I appreciate that. I, I, you know, you always hope that whatever I'm doing might hope might breed some confidence into others and, and, and then knowing, and, and you're right. Like we have had some difficult conversations. I, I think that my passion sometimes <laughs> and my, my expedited behavior or attitude about things um, get, get in the way of what, what the, you know, the process is along the way. And, and it good and bad, right? But I, I recognize it, and it is uh, it's <laughs> it's honing in and, and, and learning and learning how to control that a little bit, and and because we're not we're you know this is this is a path with with certainly with flag football football for for females is 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 growing, but it's still um, a bit of a slow grow. In my I know it's it's exploding flag football, but for females uh, being in 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 in, in this environment, it, it's still a little bit slow going. So it's mm-hmm. great to hear. That there, that there are more women applying. I think it's great. I, I always say to myself, like, if I don't know, I'm gonna have to learn it. <laughs> so <laughs> we best, we, we best learn it quickly. And and you know, and utilizing the people around you to support you in that path. And and hopefully, I have, I have, I have a lot around, around a lot of human beings around me that are wanting to see me succeed. So, um, mm-hmm. learning and growing as I, as I, as I proceed through this, this, um, 
path of football. Yeah. It, it, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but it, it, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy that I'm, I'm hopefully will be a positive influence to others um, in yeah. some manner. Well, I think of even how, how many more opportunities are involved when we first met, you know, I still just early 2022, we were on a, a collective meeting with, with some leaders as, uh, in the flag space specifically and the women and, and girls space. And I just think of how far we've come even from that initial conversation. And it's like, wow, that was two years ago, but it feels like an eternity. But I guess what gets <laughs> yeah. me enthused is like, wow, like we're just scratching the surface of what this thing could look like. Oh, so true. It's so true. And and every time you keep, every time you, you mention that it's only like 2022, you're like, wow, that's really hasn't been that long. And <laughs> you're right. It like what you guys, what Football Ontario, Football Canada, all the PSOs have contributed their time and effort into growing the sport. Um, mm. Yeah, it's like five plus years worth of effort, right? Like, in it is, a, and I anticipate it's going to be a busy season. This this summer is going to be a busy, busy flag season, football season in general. Um, I feel for for your organization. It's going to be, uh, I mean, all all organizations trying yeah. to support this this amount of football happening. <laughs> Absolutely. Um... So I think what's interesting about your journey, as we talked about, is you are a coach and a leader uh, at the local level. Um, you've been in um, Team Ontario. You've coached multiple Team Ontarios now. Um, and you've competed in, in national tournaments, right? And brought home some hardware. So um, I, I, what has that been like to see that journey over the last you know just under two years like what has that been like for you um yeah I that's such a great question because it it's a it's a blur um when it's happening yeah <laughs> uh I I think if I was going to talk about the coaching side of things more specifically is keeping organized which has really helped me um, surrounding myself around uh, another uh, coach that I trust, that trusts me, that we say that we share the same vision um, as to what the outcome needs to look like. I think um, it's been it's been tough and super rewarding. I think it, it's important I state that I I don't mean to always fall back on sort of the the hurdles that have gotten us to sort of the successes as well, but um, they're they. Everything that has that has transpired in the last couple of years, I'm so thankful that people have trusted me to be there with their kids. The organization like yourself, Football Ontario, trusting me to 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 handle these things on my on my own um, with autonomy, um, in order to be myself as a coach, in order to you know to empower these kids to 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 have fun too. And I I don't think there's a kid that I've coached that has walked away and said, Ugh, I would never do this again. Right. Like they're all like, coach, 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 when is it happening? When are the tryouts? What, what's going on? Um, you know, so yeah, I, you know, the pressure of competition, it's kind of staying calm with the kids too, that so that they know, but I also, I, I don't, I don't shy away from, from being exceptionally open with the kids. I think it's so important that they know that coach is human too, right? That mm -hmm. we're in this journey together and everyone's contribution to this is where how things are going to to turn out. We're we're going to go through this path together, and so I've been I not an iron fist coach. I I I think that um, teaching these every, all the youth as much as I can, um, relinquishing all my knowledge so that when they are out on the field, that they make great decisions. 
um, mm-hmm. with my guidance, right? Like obviously when it comes to systems and, and um, running a play, um, I'm there to guide them. But when they're in a position to make a decision that they're making great ones. And, and then if they don't, that's okay too. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about why, why it wasn't successful or, or why it didn't work. Well, you know, success is like we're, we're playing a chess game against another team that's going to present something that could be completely different than what we expected. So, you know, it, was it a wrong decision or it was just, it just happened to not work out in what we had expected. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, I mean, I've had, I was so lucky the first year, um, the co-founder of Ottawa's football, uh, we coached together and, uh, I would say 100% she was the head coach. I was there under her her leadership in so many ways, a super strong athlete when it came to defense. And uh, because of the lack of quarterbacks on the women's side, uh, we both quarterback a team, even though those are not our primary positions per se. Well, I mean, I play quarterback, but um, I'd say I'm a better receiver. And so her knowledge in the game and then me learning on the defensive side, I'm not, I was not, I'm not successful without the people that have been beside me along mm. with, the, with, with the, with the players. So um, yeah, it's such an exciting journey, to be honest, like winning bronze, um, not only at the U18 age group in Winnipeg, but also in Antigonish with the U16s. Um, wow. And I honestly, the kids that, and it, it's a testament that I had two uh, uh, youth quarterbacks and QB1 injured in Antigonish, and the QB2 stepped in, and everybody on this team, what up the support? QB1 was out there helping out QB2, and I hate to use that term, but I'm just saying primary halfback quarterback, and, you know, anyways, phenomenal support, and why the accomplishment got us a medal uh, is it was a team effort, like, and it's it's so, so cliche, but there was no one person that was the star in this. It was all of us, which mm. was, um, it was... Yeah, and uh, Taylor Taylor Casey was my assistant in Antigonish. What a this is someone that coached um, football in my Hawks program for the f- first time. Uh, a coach this year, and I like she blew my mind. Her dedication to to learning to to and and just understood the vision. This is for the mm-hmm. this is for the kids. We're here for them. We're mm-hmm. gonna make it the best experience. Um, I could talk all day, but I, 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 it was, it was a very good year, a very yeah. good year for, for all of us. And uh, I think there's so many takeaways. It was a struggle. It was difficult, but it was, it was amazing. I think I had five events back to back where I was traveling. Um, yeah, it was uh, Philadelphia, Winnipeg, Antigonish, uh, Philadelphia again, and then Niagara. Mm. Um I know you I know football Ontario can relate to events weekend after weekend after weekend so yeah yeah. and and it's interesting right um as you were sharing there you know a couple things sort of popped up in there was one this idea of you know what effective leaders such as yourself understand is that they position themselves as the guide and really it's about empowering people to become the hero of their life right? And one of the easiest ways to help hero become the heroes of their life is to give them the autonomy of choice, right? To be able to make decisions, you know, it's going to lead you somewhere great. Sometimes it will lead you somewhere not so great, but we'll learn, we'll grow. And it's, and why that resonates with me is, you know, when we had uh, uh, Alexia Tam on here and right, who's an expert in safe sport, she said, that's a big part of safe sport is just empowering people in the decision-making process, 
So again, so many great things um, for that you shared and it just speaks volumes about you as the effective leader. Um, thank you. I, I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, I, it's a constant journey of learning, yeah. lifelong journey to learn to be great in this, to, to instill the confidence the kids need, right? To yeah. uh, make great decisions on the field. It is a journey as a coach mm -hmm. to, to get better, to be better. I, I think that staying in that humble spot and knowing that I still have so much more to, to learn um, is so important in, in even my development and for the kids too, right? If I thought I, I was good to go and uh, there was nothing left to learn, I, I don't think it would um, be a successful um, outcome for the kids. So yeah, I, 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 I love, I love coaching. I, 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 there's such a passion behind it. And I always say that I, I think, I say these three things always to the kids before going out onto the field and uh, the depth of it, I, I've gone through with them um, off when we're not in competition, but um, empower each other, trust each other. And of course, to, to, to finalize the competitive aspect, to crush the competition. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we all giggle after when I say it, the kids have heard me say it so many times and um, you know, and, and it, I, I, I see it. With the U16s, I saw how unified they were with with exactly exemplifying that those principles and there was greatness out of it. And I think they they believe they believed in themselves, they believed in each other, and um yeah, and, and crushed the competition. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, um so I'm, I'm curious, you know, like, as we were talking about, we're in an interesting time where, you know, we've created a lot of wins in the last couple of years, um, but I think we both acknowledge, like, we're just scratching the surface of what's possible, especially with like the LA, the announcement of flag football being part of uh, the 2028 games in Los Angeles. I think <laughs> things are going to get interesting in the next few years. Um, what, what do you see as someone who's been in this space for a while, who's been a leader, who really was being the change much sooner than before most people saw it. What do you think needs to happen to really create more opportunity and really take flag to the next, you know, spot, you know, whether it's locally, provincially, nationally, internationally. Yeah. Kind of what is, what, what's the low hanging fruit at this point, you think? Um, well, I, I, we definitely need to close a few gaps with um, with the pathway and meaning so much. Like, I think no matter what kind of football the kids are playing, um, there it's, it's it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like the the at the high school level right now, the transition from from uh, touch football to flag needs to happen so that there's familiarity with with the sport. Um, flag is it is different. The field size is different. The strategies are different. I would say more tactical. Uh, athleticism is an aspect of this, but um, really with the smaller field size, um, it, it really is very tactical game um, in so, so many ways, creativity mm -hmm. behind the plays that you run. Um, so I do think closing the gap a little bit there so that the transition is fluid from, um, yeah, so from junior, senior, high school up into, so OWIFA is doing the co uh, the collegiate level. I, I, I would hope to see in the future that, um, Youth sport, we we start to look at sort of mirroring a little bit more quicker <laughs> with the NCAA advancing mm -hmm. um, in the U.S. That we we could do that here in Canada, where 
kids now, um, the youth see this as an opportunity to do to receive scholarships in Canada. Um, I, we're losing, we will lose more athletes to, um, to, to the U.S. based on what they're offering. Um, so, and we don't want that. We want to try, well, we, we want success for the kids, but what I mean is it would be nice to have, you know, our homegrown here and, and being successful. So, mm -hmm. um, I think that needs to happen. Um, just having those opportunities at the collegiate level, it's there, but now convincing these schools that the investment and in, in the money needs to happen for the programs to, 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 to grow at a varsity level, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. It is about it, the, the politics of money come into play, right, with sport. And there's so many other sports and so many other people competing at the club level, right, wanting to have that spot at varsity level. But mm -hmm. uh, hopeful that foot flag becomes that that next sport at, at these universities for um, for varsity for varsity status. So I think that um, development at grassroots level, um, mm -hmm. more of it. And I, I, I'm a big believer in looking at international rules being played at the grassroots level. Um, I, so, but I don't want to go down the politics of that or barking up anything. I just, I think that it's what's being played and what is going to be played. It is what IFF rules are being played at the world games. Um, that's year, two years now. Like I, I, I think that, you know, by the way, watching, watching, having the ability to watch that on, on um, the Olympic channel, watching world games on the Olympic channel was just such a, such a treat, you know, and, and now IFAF is doing such a great job in, in um, streaming uh, all, all so many of the games at the, the international level. And so at the international level, IFAF rules are being played. Um, I think there's a lot of benefit to teaching that at the grassroots so that the, that closes the gap, right. With the rules and yeah. Um, yeah, well, for people that don't know, it's it's a, a three down versus a four down game, which changes so many things. Um, I also it changes also the field size. It's a standard field size um, at the IFAF rules for all age groups. Um, you know, as for long term player development, the ball size um, staying. Um, anyways, I won't yeah. go into too much more detail of that. But to answer the question, I think those things would really, really help. Um, you know, but grassroots level, more of it, more, more of the kids playing and having fun. And then, you know, uh, whether they want to go competitive, then, then there's the next steps, right? At the high school level, then to the varsity and then, um, and then so forward mm. even more. I mean, you, yeah. I mean there's so much football this summer based on the pathways. So I think we're already, you guys are already football Canada, football Ontario already doing a great job. And, and um, we just, we're now still competing though, multi-sport athletes, right? We're, mm -hmm. This is yet to be a full focus where this is, there's a very small percentage of kids that are only playing flag football. They're playing still many, many sports and this one's still not being their primary because of, I think, some of the gap that we need to fill. But yeah, time. yeah, you bring up a lot of interesting ideas as you share that, like the picture that sort of came to mind was it's an alignment, right? The first thing we need to do is we need to sort of, you know, think of, the end in mind, whether it's, you know, LA 2028, and then sort of design from the end in mind and see where the, like you said, the gaps are the inefficiencies and see if we can create more alignment. And I think it's interesting. This is the second conversation I've had this week with a, a leader in our space around flag who talked about, we got to focus on getting as many young people, as many kids playing, right? We got to get those flag kits into schools, get them playing. And then we got to just expose them to it, make it fun. And that's actually how we have a, a sort of a, a bigger pool to choose from because 
more kids are playing. And really at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, maybe the dad had in me, we get kids out moving, which, and being physically active, which again, has number of health and wellness benefits. And I know I'm sort of preaching the choir on that one, right? That's the bigger win. Uh, yeah, and a hundred percent. Sometimes when I speak, I, I I think I'm speaking to the rec side in the sense that I just want these kids to be active. And I know that while I was growing up and going through high school, I had, I played touch football at 12 years old when at the moment I walked into junior, right? I was playing touch football, which was amazing because I played all the way up until my, I think the last year graduating year, there wasn't a coach. Um, at the time, but then that was it. There was no additional place for me to go and continue into the college like rec side. So mm -hmm. I we're doing, I think there's just so many people involved now that are doing such a great job and helping us fill those gaps that um, that won't be the outcome. I mean, I'm, I'm the generation I I just, there it was that, right? There was just nothing, nothing else after. And then to come back to sport um, after university college, I had a few a few different pathways that I went, but um, there it took me seven years to find a team to play football again on, and I just like yeah, we can't have that just for the part where there's active for life, and staying active. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it's uh, it's exciting. I already have kids asking, you know, what coach? How do I get to the Olympics? You know, which is like freaking amazing. I think that's so great that that's their their goal already. You know, you you sixteen age group that's asking, right? And yeah. this is ex it's exciting to see that drive and that motivation behind. You know, they're so young and they're already yeah. like, "This is the goal, coach." And I was like, "Amazing, yeah, amazing, love it." Well, um, I want to be respectful of your time and energy, so I'm curious. Um, yeah, what can we do to help and support? So I know, you know, I definitely know that from this conversation, you're going to pique people's interest on, you know, Ottawa women's football, people in your local area, people that want to learn more about the different programmings that happen within the province, or, or maybe it's just, you know, a, another leader that's looking to maybe create something special in their community. And maybe they just maybe want a few minutes of your time just to figure out, like, how did you do this? Um, is there any way people can learn more about Ottawa wins football or just even connect with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, we're on all the primary so, uh, social platforms. So Instagram is a great place. Um, we're at Ottawa WF. Um, email, I mean, we can always throw the email up in any caption or whatever. I uh, totally open to conversation. I'm happy to share the all the stuff that I do know, don't know what I'll be very admittedly open about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's important. I totally, totally free to help anyone if they, they think they need it from me, but just I'm here. Ottawa's football has a, has a, a long path ahead of them to, to keep growing as well. And, and we're always looking for great people. Um, I, I want to reiterate, I really appreciate the invite to come out here and to, to speak. Um, so people can, um, hear the, the little bit that I have to offer about football, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, sorry. That was, um, yeah, I really, really appreciate the invite and, um, yeah, I was happy to chat with you this today and discuss football. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll be sure to share the different handles on socials in the description, um, on the podcast, on Facebook, on, on YouTube and, and yeah, just share some of the, the beautiful work you're doing, um, because you are a catalyst of change, um, Steph. So I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you. Uh, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you for the great person you are, you know, the great coach, you know, I, I 
you're, you're a teacher to me at heart, right? Uh, mentor, but more importantly, the amazing human being you are, Steph. Um, the one thing that has definitely, this conversation has reminded me what a big heart you have and how passionate you are. And, and that passion has always shown through. And, and I love the fact of, you know, one thing I love about you is you're not okay with the status quo. Like you're always going to be someone who, who challenges the status quo and pushes for change. And that's what, that's what great leaders do. So I want to take a moment just to acknowledge you for, for being someone who, who truly lives with passion. So thank you. I appreciate that. It's always hard to take a compliment. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. Um, and, and thank you. Thank you for giving me a, a platform to speak on and uh, I love what you're doing. Um, I look forward to a future conversation about any of these topics again, or I want to, yeah, I thank you so much. Yeah, it's all good. So folks, Coach Thin dropped so many valuable nuggets of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. But as I like to remind you every week in the huddle, knowledge is potential power. It's a consistent and focused application of great knowledge that actually creates greater results. So my challenge to you is to take one of these valuable nuggets of wisdom and go apply it to your life today. And as I like to remind you every week in the huddle, you are deserving of greatness. You are worthy of greatness. You are greatness. And my only ask from these conversations, if it resonated with you, if it touched your heart, then please share it with a friend, a loved one, teammate, just someone you think that would benefit from listening to these positive, inspiring, and empowering ideas. The more people we have listening, understanding, and applying these simple principles to their life, more blessed this world will be. As always, love having these conversations with you in the huddle. Have a blessed rest of your day, everyone.